Welcome back to another episode of Beating the Bookies. We've got me and Will here breaking down UFC yet again this week. Um, let's go ahead and start um, just with a preface here. Uh, this is an ugly card. It's not one that's super fun to look at or super fun to bet on, but we found a couple of angles we like. We like. That being said, um, we are not going to be talking about every fight because, I mean, first fight of the card, Batista versus Perrin, that's... There's no reason to talk about that. It's 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 ugly. Um, so with that being said, we're just gonna jump into the ones that we, you know, have found kind of edge and what we want to look at. So I'll kick it over to you, Will. Uh, which one is your first bet of the card here? So first fight I've action on is gonna be the Belbita de Paula fight. I think it's the fourth yeah. fight into the card because the first three are that bad. Um, and so. This matchup is pretty big for DePaula. She's fighting with a lot of pressure on her back. If she loses this fight, she goes to 500 as a pro. Um, so she really can't afford to drop this one if she wants to stay in the UFC. That being said, Belbita is going to have the advantage pretty much anywhere this fight goes. I think striking-wise, it's going to be a slaughter. Um if DePaula can get it to the ground, look for a submission, then she has a chance, but I don't really see that happening. Um, so I'm just going to rock with two units on a nice little double chance here with Belbito to win by either knockout or decision at even odds. I like that. I'm, uh, I'm going to take the money line here. I just don't. I don't really love I like this. I don't love betting on women's MMA because a lot of the time it has to do with gas tank, especially like for wrestlers and stuff. I think Belbita is the play. I've got her at minus one fifteen, and it is one of my bigger bets of the night. I'm gonna put four on her. Um, just uh, DePaula is not going to be able to do what she wants to do after she's been hit in the face repeatedly. I don't. I don't really see how that changes. Yeah, we've seen that Belbita, she has some bad losses. Like, not not going to excuse the loss to Jojua. Uh, yeah. But when she fights people that want to stand and trade with her, she looks very good on the feet. She's got good kickboxing, and she throws at a really high volume for a woman's fighter. Um, so, I, I don't know. I it It's the first spot that I saw today and was kind of like, ooh, that might be – a decent play so we'll see i yeah and that's the other thing there is just that like the jojo loss honestly if the jojo loss had never happened i would have bet this in a heartbeat it's just like that weird ugly submission that happened in the first round there that you don't like but you know we'll live and let die i did have one play a little bit earlier um just for fun uh the anheliger straighter fight i took under one and a half at two units, um, both of these guys love to throw, um, and you know there, there's about if you combine both of them, about ten strikes going to be landed per minute. Um, I like the under there. I think it might be like one of those little like fun kickoff fights where they come out and KO each other in the first forty five seconds. Um, but yeah, that's just a little fun bet for me. It's only two units. It's nothing major. Um, it's just so I can uh, watch some of the earlier fights and, and have a little bit of fun with it. Um, I don't hate that spot. The... I mean, Strader has only fought seven times and he's been knocked out twice already. Like, dude doesn't have the best chin. 
and he's been fighting trash cans. So I, yeah, I, mean, I, I do, my, I might actually go put some money on that too. With my luck, it's going to be, I think, you and, know, and Hellergreen with Starch Marley. Yeah. I mean, with our luck though, it's going to be like two minutes left in the third round. This one needs to even start. Oh, yeah. So we'll miss it by 30 seconds, but oh, yeah. it is what it is. Um, going up. Uh, I think you and I are in agreement on this next one. I, I don't, I think we see the fight going the same way. I'm not sure um, we have the same method of betting it, but I'm on Striegel Moneyline. Um, Skelly's old, fade the old guys. Um, and on top of that, Striegel is going to really push the pace, which I think will will cause some, some problems for Skelly there. Yeah, so, I mean, both of these guys have ridiculous grappling abilities. Skelly's won 10 times by submission. Striegel 14 times by submission. They're both lethal when it gets to the ground. But I- I've got to favor Striegel here just because Skelly's coming off two and a half years of being inactive. Um, and so he's going to have to shake off pretty bad ring rust here and fighting a younger, stronger guy. I, I am going to back the young guy every time there. Um if Skelly hadn't taken time off, I would be betting him, but ring rust is going to be too much for him to overcome. So I'm betting one unit on Striegel to win by submission at plus 550. Yeah, I just went ahead and threw three on the money line at plus 170. Um, I'm a little bit more cavalier, I'll say, with my bets uh, today. Um had a really good morning early on in, in soccer. Um, so like <laughs> I have a couple of units to kind of sling around here and, and that's probably a couple right there. Um, next one, uh, are we both on the, the Rose Clark fight? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I just think she's just flat out. She's just flat out better at pretty much everything. Um, in that fight, I, I don't really see how this goes well for Egger, although Egger is part of our bet the hotties theory. So we're kind of going against ourselves here. Um, but let me, go, let me go pull up the fighter profile. <laughs> Got to confirm. Yeah. But yeah I, yeah. I mean, the problem for me is that Egger wins most of her fights by wrestling. She, you know, averages two takedowns a fight. Um, uh, Rose Clark has a 73% takedown defense. Um, she's also a wrestler, but um, her conversion is quite a bit better um, in terms of takedowns accomplished to accuracy. Um, and on top of that, she's just she's a better striker as well. Um, her defense is not as good, but uh, I think a lot of that comes into bias there just because Eggers normally in her fights outside of the USC has been on top um, and been striking. So like not a lot of room for your opponent to strike back there. So your defense obviously improves. Um, but e- Egger is a bit bigger and that's about the only advantage I give to her in this fight. Yeah. She's, she's got a four inch reach advantage, but I really don't think that plays a huge role. Um, Egger had a lot of hype because she, she's got good ground and pound, but Rose Clark and her last five fights fought Paige Van Zandt, Jessica I, and Penny Kiamzad. And you can't tell me that Egger, the 
relative newcomer to the UFC is going to be a better grappler than any of them. Um, you know, I, I just think Rez Clark is going to be able to one stop a takedown, stay off her back, um, and then win the stand up battle in at least two of the rounds. Um, yeah, that's you know, the thing, right? Edgar like... might get it to the ground for one round, but I don't see it staying there long. Um, so my, my play on this is two units on Rose Clark by decision plus one ten. I've got three on her by unanimous decision at plus one thirty because I am uh, I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for those bets. Uh, it's some of my fa- unanimous decisions, scoreless victories, they're all up there for me. I love them. Uh, but yeah, I yeah, think this the, is kind the of the thing that scared me off the unanimous decision was what if Egger does get a takedown and looks really good in one round? Yeah, that Half yeah, part round. of dude, the the judging, especially recently, has been brutal. Um, but I'm gonna yeah, ride with it. I think it has to call you out on the pay per view. Yeah, yeah, that, I mean. When the, when the guys who have fought and no fighting are sitting there going, that actually makes zero sense. And, and the people watching who are also novices are like, that I agree with you. Something's wrong with the judging. Um, it's unfortunate. We'll do another podcast probably breaking down how we think we can fix it. But it's it's definitely a problem that's multi, like has so many facets there. Um, do you have anything on the Benitez fight? I'm tempted to put a unit on Onama by knockout. Yeah. Um, fight scares me a little bit, but I, I I like Onama as a fighter. I think he's an extremely talented striker. Um, and a lot of people started writing him off because of the way he lost in his debut. He got taken down like nine times or something, but he came in short notice and was fighting up a weight class. So when you're fighting a bigger, stronger guy than you, you're going to get taken down, especially if they're a wrestler. Um, is He's still at 45 for this weight, for this fight, I think. Is he? Um, yeah. I. It's just like, it's weird though, because he's terrifying. He's a terrifying specimen of a human being. Um, especially at Bantamweight being 5'11", uh, that's a problem. Um, this one's at Feather, and I'm not really sure why. Uh it's probably something to do with Benitez. Um, but I do like Onama. Um, I, I probably won't bet him, but if you want to hunt a KO prop, I think he's as good a one to hunt as any. Yeah, Benitez came in way overweight. Lord have mercy. How much? He's at 148 right now. Oof. So, yeah, so they moved that one up. Um they, he probably figured that out because that was weird. About a week ago, I was looking at these odds um, and Benitez was fla- favored and then they flipped. So I think he probably just had an awful cut. So that KO actually, that KO sounds a lot better right now than it did 45 seconds ago. Um, you know, plus 150, it's worth a small bet, but nothing. Yeah, I mean, maybe, a, maybe a unit, a unit max. max. Yeah, something like that. But I'll, I mean, I'll look at it. Uh, I'm I won't be opposed, especially if the earth like if Striegel comes through and Belbita comes through, I will definitely not be opposed to like try and hunt a knockout prop in there because those are always fun to hit. Um, next one I do have a play. I I like uh Al Hassan here. Um, Buckley is 
is very, very good. Of that, I there is no, I am not, <laughs> I'm definitely not saying anything against Buckley. Um, and he's terrifying. But I think that Al Hassan has a little bit of a better uh, defensive game here. Um, and I think Unless that Buckley. Chaos Williams. Huh? Yeah, unless it's chaos. Um, but I think that, like, I want to, I want, I, I like betting the more accurate striker um, in these types of matches. Um, and then the other thing here is that Hassan has a better takedown repertoire. Um, if that makes sense, he's been in some fights where he has had to wrestle. So I don't actually hate him here, especially for getting him plus 136 is what I have him right here. Um, you know, uh, and apparently that's num- that number is rising right now. So I, I will be more than happy to wait until fight kickoff and grab the best number there. Um, but there's no reason that that fight is that lopsided. If it was plus 120, plus 115, probably wouldn't touch it. But at, if I'm getting 30 cents on the dollar there, um, for a fighter that I think is just as good. Um, I'm more than happy to back the dog and, uh, eat the L if that's how it happens. Yeah. I, I'm also backing the dog here, but I'm going to be stupid and take the knockout prop again. It's at plus 200. And this second, I saw him knock out, uh, his name Chirico. Took him 17 yeah. seconds to knock somebody out. He punches with sledgehammers on his arm. Um, so I think all he needs is one punch against Buckley and the fight's over. Again, just one unit. I'm keeping it small, but I don't know. Ben props is fun. It makes the fights a little more intense. Yeah. It's also, I mean, it's also in one of those fights where like you're, this fight is we're effectively betting on one punch. Like there's, uh, oh, yeah. all right. And and Ooh, even if it goes, if it goes to decision, right, like it will go to decision. It will just be decided off of like who got knocked down the most. Like I don't I don't really see it going to decision. However, if it did, um, it, see, it will it be a very decision. I think it goes to whoever holds the other person against the cage for longer. For the longest, and it's yeah. just I, a snooze fest of a fight. That yeah, this this has all the earmarks of being like that in Ganu Lewis fight where it's just blah for fifteen mm-hmm. minutes. Um, sure. I don't think either of these guys are really programmed to do that, and there's not enough on the line in this fight to really make them do that. But I could see it happening. You know, uh, they're both like they especially at middleweight. Like if they start knocking people out, they're going to get good fights and and will be like yeah, lined I mean, up look, look at the way that kevin holland soared through the rankings yeah i mean it's a dead division middleweight and and uh middleweight and uh um why am i playing? yeah middle and welter right now are just so dead that if you have any steam behind you at all which is why both these guys took these fights because they're both ko artists um if you get any steam behind you at all you'll be worth a shot yeah um this next one, I want you to explain it. I'm telling you on this. I like your thought process. I like um, uh, what we're thinking on this fight here. Yeah, so it's the Jim Miller-Nicholas Mota fight. Um, Miller being the UFC record f- holder for most fights. And Mota's making his UFC debut. Uh, it's the classic wrestler-grappler 
versus a striker matchup, Miller being the wrestler, Moda being the striker. Um, so I'm backing Miller to win this one. Um, there have been a lot of questions asked about Moda's takedown defense, if he can get off his back, um, if he can defend a submission rather than just stand and bang. Um, so if, if he can keep it on the feet, he's got a significant speed, power, cardio, pretty much any advantage he could want over Miller on the feet. Um, but I don't think he's got the one punch power to just kind of stop Miller in his tracks. I don't think Miller is going to fall into one of the big shots with how much experience he has, um, which leaves a lot of time for him to find a takedown. And once it gets to the ground, I don't think there's any way that Moda's ground game, submission defense, jujitsu, whatever, is going to be good enough to compete with Miller on the ground. Um, so I'm going two units on Miller money line at plus 147 and one unit on Miller to win by submission at plus 300. I'm the exact same. I'm just three and two. Uh, so upped it on one on both. But um, I, I mean, I love this spot for Miller. Uh, you know, with a guy like Mata, like I, there's just a lot of questions and it, it, I am normally like, we're normally not huge fans of betting older fighters or anything like that. But, um, this one screams that Moda's go or that Moda's going to have problems just with where Miller lines up. And also when you're an older grappler, right. You get a lot of, I, I mean, there's just so many years going into like knowing which position and how to position your body and where your hands go and how you can get a takedown on a young guy who has no idea what's going on in that moment. So I think, uh, I think Miller is just, I think Miller's ability to, uh, to, to use his veteran experience to kind of dominate the clinch, dominate the close encounters is going to be what really separates this fight here. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I just want to say one more thing about this. Miller's only been knocked out twice in his career. Once was against Dan Hooker in 2018. The other was against prime Donald Cerrone back in 2014 yeah you are speaking out of your ass if you say that nicholas moda has striking like either one of those two guys yeah and dan hooker packs a wallop probably my favorite fighter in the division he's not nearly the best but probably my favorite one i mean just love the way he fights um but yeah exactly right like moda is not the hangman or or cowboy mm -hmm. so like yeah we're we're you're in different stratospheres here if you think um that's even a comp uh the only one i have left is i took Dawkus inside the distance against Pickett. um i like him there uh it's gonna be only two units for me i don't really love a lot of i don't really love a lot of the main card um, except for those two fights that we've talked about already. But um, I think that one has some value. I will probably end up betting Johnny Walker unless this card goes absolutely horribly and I'll just cut my losses. Um, but Dawkins inside the distance at plus 175, I do think has some good value here, especially just considering that he's a sub, he's, he's a kickboxer who submits a lot of people. So like he's still like he, he teaches kickboxing. He, he's going to have the ability to knock someone out on the feet. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I don't think this is the fight that he stands and trades. 
I think Pickett hits too hard for that. Um, so I think he tries to play to his strengths and Pickett's weaknesses, gets it to the ground early and snatches the neck. Um, I'm going two units on Dawkins by submission. Yeah, I like that too. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's just – I don't really see Pickett winning. Um, and the money line odds for all of the main card are just awful. So uh, definitely pretty, kind of picking up the message here. For Pickett is he needs to land a massive punch while Dawkins tries closing the distance. He needs the one-punch walk-off knockout, and that's pretty much the only way I see him winning. I think he's also got to do it early. Uh, that being said, I, I mean – Dawkins did lose to Holland. I know it's marked a no contest, but even he's come out and said that, like, yeah, I, I lost that fight. Um, but I, I mean, Holland is, I think, a lot better than Pickett. So, so uh, it'll definitely be interesting on that front. But again, guys, like, this is not, this is definitely not the card to be shelling out a lot of your bankroll on. Um, bet smart here. Pick your spots. Find a couple of fighters that you do like. Um, as I said before, I had a good day in soccer today and UFC is my favorite sport to wager on just because it's so, uh, you know, action packed. So I will definitely be betting probably a little bit more money than I should, but Hey, what's new? Not that. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, with that being said, go ahead and check out, um, our website, go ahead over to efsports.com, uh, see what's cooking over there. We've got a lot of write-ups, um, especially for F1 season starting, basketball is in the main swing of things um we've had a pretty good college basketball season so far there so go ahead and follow us at parmesan picks on twitter um you know beef up that bankroll so we have more more money to bet on ufc but we will go ahead and see y'all uh next week uh or sometime in between depending on when we get this basketball uh projections pod going peace